Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, November 24, 2020. My name is Jason Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. How's everyone doing? Happy New Week. Welcome to the show. You know what? I am very happy about... Uh, I want I want to say thank you to everyone who listens. You know why? So uh, yesterday, Rika and I had a meeting for the Halala Show. If it's your first time and you don't know who I am, I have another podcast called the Halala Show, which is better. It's a better podcast than this one. Go listen to it. Uh, <laughs> but we had a meeting with Podcast Network Asia, and we were looking at the analytics of, of uh, the Halala Show, like the how many people listen and like the engagement rate. And it turns out our podcast has a really high retention rate. Like People who start the podcast, most of them listen to the whole way through. And so I was like, oh, shit, I should check out this podcast, Tevez of the Best. And you know what? It seems like most of you listen to the whole thing. And I was I love you guys. That's so cool. I just want to say thank you. Thank fucking you. I love you. I love you so fucking much. Um, but besides that, let's talk about stuff, okay? It's a new week. Did anything happen over the weekend between Friday and today? I got my 200th win in Call of Duty Warzone. I shared, I shared my... Uh, my little Call of Duty anecdotes on the Halala Show Mix number 96, which is out already. Came out yesterday. Please go stream that. Check it out. Give it a listen. Uh, and I spent money. I talked about it there as well. I spent 5,000 pesos worth to buy imaginary coins to purchase imaginary weapons and color skins that aren't even don't even make you better at the game. They're just purely cosmetic why did you do it, JC? Why? Why would you do something like that? You know why? Because I fucking love that game. There's not... I mean... Have you ever felt so strongly about someone? <laughs> That's how I feel about this game. I would... I would marry Call of Duty Warzone if I could. It's such a good game. And sometimes, you know... Sometimes we fight. Sometimes it lags. Sometimes there's glitches, there's errors. But, you know, at the end of the day, we make sweet, sweet gaming love together. And we never go to bed angry. I love it. Oh, such a good game. So, yeah, I spent a lot of That's the most money. It's hands down now the most money I've ever spent on a video game. And I'm guessing in about a year, if I continuous, continually, continuously, continuously, continually, continuously play the game. It's going to be the most amount of hours I've ever, ever spent on a video game. But it is definitely the most money that I've ever spent on one single video game. I've spent $400 plus already, which is literally a new PS5. That's how much money I've spent on this stupid game that I love so much. Anyway, that's all I did over the weekend. Uh, I did watch something recently, I think yesterday. It's a short film on Netflix called If Anything Happens, I Love You. I don't know why I watched it. It's just super depressing. I mean, it's got a it's got a 
a message. So it's a 12, 12, 13 minute, something like that. Less than 15 minute short animated film. No words. Oh, there's a song that plays, but there's no dialogue. It's about two parents who uh, are dealing with the grief after losing their, their young daughter. I think she's like 10 or 12. I forgot. Uh, to a school shooting. Yeah. Can you think of a more depressing premise? I'm not shitting on the movie. I'm just saying, like, if you wanna if you wanna ruin somebody's day and make them feel sad and shit, that's like the the that's the premise. That's the story. Hey, you wanna hear about parents l- grieving about the death of their daughter, an un- an unnecessary death? I mean, there's most most deaths are unnecessary, but ah, uh, crazy, crazy man. Uh, so I want to talk about first of all the movie itself, a short film. It's it's actually I mean, it was it was all right. Yeah, I, I mean it was it was very it's a it's an emotional roller coaster. You know how they you know they throw that term out a lot, but I feel like this really is. It's up, then it's down, then it's up, and then it's down. It's ultimately down, if you ask me. And I wanted to use this opportunity first of all to say I think you should watch it. I think you should also watch. Uh, other things about school shootings, uh, Bowling for Columbine, Michael Moore's, uh, I think it's Michael Moore, right? Documentary about the Columbine shooting, which is like, you know, Columbine shooting is pretty much the, it's like the, it's the, it's the name brand of, of, of school shootings. Uh, and then, you know, Sandy Hook is probably one of the more recognized ones, but there's so many now, Virginia Tech. And I wanted to use this opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, mass shootings and shit. I know we've talked about it before, I think, on Halo Halo. But I, I think this, since this is more my, my personal thing, and uh, it turns out a lot of you do listen, I figured I, I'd, I'd fill this, this, this episode in particular with, with more substance, more heart. Not just me messing around or ranting about life. Uh, but I will rant about guns, gun control, etc., etc. So, you know, it, it's really the worst thing ever. Uh, people who want to own assault rifles like it makes no sense to me i mean would i want to fire one yeah i but if you told me you're not allowed to fire one i wouldn't be like no i gotta have my rights as an american this is in the context of being in america and being an american and the right to bear arms which by the way there's a fantastic family guy joke just look it up just type in family guy bear arms on youtube Basically, the four, the founding fathers wrote this right in the Declaration of Independence. I'm about Declaration of Independence. I think so. Where the the oh no no Bill of Rights rather not Declaration the Bill of Rights you know, uh, Second Amendment. Ah, I, actually I don't know. Is it Bill of Rights or the basta the the one where it says the right to bear arms? It's probably Bill of Rights. And the joke is like, well, if just watch it on YouTube, but I, I don't want to. Should I spoil it? No, just watch it on YouTube. You'll know what I mean. It, it it could be open interpretation. What the hell does bare arms mean, man? Maybe maybe it means just using your fist. But now you know people are using it as literally like, no, we have the right to own guns and shit. So there's there's two sides to that. I for, I, for me, I mean, I it, it's cool because I I love Call of Duty Warzone. I play video games where I shoot you know shoot terrorists and I shoot aliens and shit. I mean, especially as a as a guy, you know, it, it's a, like a gender thing, right? Guy boys play with soldiers, GI Joe. Girls play with Barbies, you know. So I was, you know, as a as a as a boy growing up, I was into soldiers and 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 
gun game. Like, I love Time Crisis. I've talked about it on this podcast. I love that game. You know, it would be cool to fire an assault rifle. But if somebody said it's against the law unless you're, like, in the military or, or you're a special forces guy, I wouldn't be like, no. I need to go to Congress and say, you're taking away my right to assault rifle. I would not do that. Because I I am a I am a sane person that understands that if you are able to distribute these to people who are not maybe not trained, they could fuck shit up, and they've done it time and time and time and time and time again, man. When will people learn? I don't know what the gun buying process is here. We I did talk about it when uh I think the last maybe a month ago. For the Purge Survival episode, I specifically remember talking about buying a gun, a handgun, or a shotgun rather for me, if there was a Purge. But that that was a hypothetical situation, right? But in a real life situation, like right now, you have no really, if, there, if nobody is allowed to own a gun, it's just, it's, I would rather face a terrorist in your school or in your office or wherever with a, with a knife. Then a guy with a fucking Armalite. They call it Armalite here. I don't know why. I, I know it more as like a AR or a, not AR, like a M4. But an Armalite. That's what my uncle used to say, an Armalite. Like why, why? There's no reason for you to have that shit at home. And then people say, as the ones, the, the, the defenders of, of yung mga gun control uh, no, no, no. You my defenders of uh, gun ownership, my NRA, the National Rifle Association. You know, they they're like that. The ones who always say we have the right to bear these. I don't know. I always make that Midwestern accent, but usually, I mean, you get the picture, right? I want my guns. They're the ones that are always pushing for. They say, you know, what's a what's what stops a bad guy with a gun? A good guy with a gun. That's that's always like their that's their crutch, man. They say. If we don't own guns, how can we protect ourselves, dude? I would ra- I would. Ra- what What would you rather have in a in a in a fight? You with a handgun versus you with a crazy guy with a handgun, or you with your fists versus you with a, a crazy person with their fists? I'd I'd take my my fists over a gun because then you know a gunfight. I mean, you could die by fists. I mean, especially if you were really bloodlusted and shit. But it would take it would take longer you could actually run for help you know you if you, you can't get punched and killed from the back like a, like a handgun or an armalite would do you can't kill 10 20 kids you know preschool kids by the way if you fucking read up on sandy hook you can't do that in as fast as you know the guy if you look i you know if you want to just read if you if you just want to know how awful uh a a shooter who who's not even trained based on the reports uh the sandy hook shooter i don't even want to say his name right like we shouldn't they they have that they always after every shooting they always have that psa don't ever publish the shooter's name because future you know potential shooters they'll see that and they're like yeah i get the infamy i become a villain i i you know if you hate society that guy's like i fucking hate society i want society to remember me so i forgot you know i'm not going to mention that the sandy hook shooter's name but pretty much you're uh shit i lost my train of thought fuck oh yeah you know you, 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 five minutes dude 
go on Wikipedia. I mean, of course, Wikipedia, you, you never know how accurate it is. But, you know, they, they, they do cite sources and shit that you could read up if you're skeptical. But five minutes, five minutes, this shooter went to the school, killed like 20-something kids. Kids, dude, between six and seven years old. How how fucking evil do you have to be to do that shit? And then like I think six adults. And if you read just read the the accounts of what happened, see that how terrified everyone who survived was. The teachers who shell who who shell, you know who ushered their kids into the bathrooms into classrooms, you know hiding for hours, not making a noise. Can you imagine how fucking traumatizing and terrifying that is? All because and this guy this this shooter. Didn't even empty the clips. He had, I, I think, ten magazines. I think, like, the gun probably jammed a few times, according to some accounts. Some say that, uh, according to record to the like the reports, like some of the, I think, the clips had thirty rounds in it, and most weren't even empty. Like he, they, he would only fire fifteen. Either maybe he didn't know, maybe he thought the gun. So basically, this guy doesn't really know how to use this shit, and he still took out a quarter of a hundred people. That is, you know. 26, 27, I don't know, 25, 26 people in five minutes, dude. You cannot, you cannot, okay, okay, uh, you know, not to be a, a joke about it. If it's kids, if you're going to punch kids, yeah, I guess you could. But adults, same thing. Like, if you just look at the list of active shootings that happened in the past, these shooters took out between maybe, you know, up 10 to 100 people. In, in the span of, you know, maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes, an hour, you, you would be exhausted trying to kill 100 people with your bare hands in, in 30 minutes. It's impossible, especially if they fight back. So don't, it's just, it's, it's so insane to me that people actually fight gun control in the U.S. And I think some other countries, but in the U.S., it's like a big deal. Read up on Sandy Hook. That shit is just heartbreaking. If you read... What happened? And then, then the teachers, you know, I, I mean, I, I remember reading about it when it happened in 20, 2011, 2012, I think, when it happened. But there were, you know, I think six teachers that r- literally gave their own life to protect the kids. And there was one teacher who was in a classroom with, with oh, my God, just just like kind of thinking about it. It's just so it's the worst thing. man. like the teacher put the kids in the corner of the classroom and then as she was about to shut the door, the fucker walked in and killed all of them. What the fuck, man? And then, of course, the f- the coward shoots himself, right? You know, to absolve himself of any of any more of any punishment. All right. Is that the right term? What a pussy, bro. You're going to do that. And then, you, you know, you're not going to face the consequences. You know, fuck that guy. Uh, that's why I say most deaths are unwarranted. But I that fucker. Needs to be. I mean, I'm glad he's gone, right? I'm glad that guy is gone. So, and and I, I think I've shared this on Halo Halo. Have I ever shared it on this podcast? I'm not really sure. But when I was uh, in 2010, so I was 20 years old, 20 years old, uh, my, my best friend from high school was shot in the back and killed at a party. He was going to college in Texas. And, of course, Texas... You know, I I know I joke about it, but that's where they say I want my guns. You, I have the right to bear arms. I think it was a handgun that that got him though. But oh, same thing, same concept. Okay, I, I, uh, on the side note of that, do you believe in handguns, JC? You say you know you say automatic rifles. Sure, 
shotguns and and handguns, the ones that are more accessible and actually more readily available for people. How do you feel about that? If for me, if for me, where to prevent any shooting at all, they ban all guns, I don't give a fuck. You could ban all the guns in the world. I would not bat an eye. Okay? I, I, if they said, if they said like, if we ban AO assault rifles, we have to ban pistols and shotguns. Say, fuck, do it, bro. Just freaking do it, man. Uh, I think gun violence here in the Philippines, medyo matas din. I think we're one of the worst in that sense as well. Uh, I don't really see the effects of it because I'm privileged and stuff. But I'm sure if you you grew up in the you know underprivileged and you came from maybe a more underprivileged background, you would probably know about somebody who got killed by somebody. I know in, in my cousin's subdivision in Pampanga, a family was, was like murdered. Crazy, right? But I think that had to do with money or, or something. But still, you know, that that was more shady. That was more like terror, like like uh, literally uh, yung mga gangsta movie shit that you see. But just just crazy people shooting kids. Uh, I haven't really seen it here, and hopefully never. No, definitely never. Let's just will that into the universe that it never happened. But back to my story. My my best friend Joshua McMackle was shot and killed at a uh, party. I think. I mean, the details are still medio unclear. But I mean, they they never really they never found the shooter. Fucker. And. You can just see, man. Uh, my and his his mom, you know, just hearing what the, his mom was working abroad at the time. He was in Texas just for school. He was living, I think, with family members, other family members. And I met his mom. See, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy McMackle, because you know I used to hang out with Josh in Japan, and the American compound where he and his mom and his sister Mariah lived. And his mom was working, I think, in China at the time. Can you imagine that flight? I always think about it and I get sad. Like someone calls you and says, your son died. You need to fly from China to, I think it was Houston. I forgot. I, I, went, to the, I went to the wake, the funeral, the wake. But I forgot which part in Texas. I think it was Houston. Can you imagine just the, that flight? The, the flight just going there. How fucking insanely long that I don't know, 16-hour flight must have felt like a week. I always think about that. Like, that's always what I think about the victims and the victims' families of shootings in general. Is It's so... I know that... I, I'm sorry that this is such a bummer podcast episode, but I just... I, I'm really... I just... I'm really passionate about, like, gun control. You know? And... There's always been studies. If you look at Columbine, right? When Columbine happened, there was a. I mean, I was too young to remember it. I was alive, but I, I, I wasn't. I was, you know, Sandy Hook is more my era of of when they talked about gun control or re reignited the talks of gun control, and reignited the talks about you know, mga video games, you know, mga violent video games. Are they, are they the ones causing this? Dude, I have played shooter games all my life. I've played with action figures. I've played, you know, I watched G.I. Joe. I mean, I didn't really watch a lot of G.I. Joe, but, you know, that's always the, uh, that's the, always the example. G.I. Joe. And I never thought about purchasing a gun to kill innocent people. Never in my life. 
and in the in the US and I think here I remember talking about on the purge episode you know you have to go through a psych evaluation etc dude I could pass that psych evaluation if I randomly wanted to go kill someone I could do that that's fucked up right just don't give anybody weapons don't give anybody guns at least you know uh should we draw where should we draw the line JC swords you fuck ban the swords who the fuck needs a sword bro are you a samurai? You know? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Can you can you guys enlighten me if you're if you are you know, I, I'm not I don't mean to like call people who want guns in their home evil. Because I'm sure there are a lot of gun owners, responsible gun owners, who they want to use it for protection, and I understand because you and you know the concept of, of what stops the bad guy with the gun, a good guy with a gun. That concept is true. I mean, if I if there was a bad guy with a gun, I would want to be a good guy with a gun to help fight. But what, like I said, even playing field, I, if there was a bad guy with his fists, I would take my odds. I like my odds better, unless I'm fighting like The Rock or some some big fucker. I'd probably, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to die. But I like my odds against most normal-sized humans. And if you look at these, uh, you know, you look at these shooters, if you look what they look like, these these guys are a bunch of pussy boys, bro. They literally look like they've never hit the, I mean, I'm, I don't mean a, to, to to shame their body, but they're, 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 they're just like skinny dudes. Skinny dudes that are, 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 are hiding behind their, their bullets, bro. Yeah, I like my odds against any of those guys in fist fights over an assault rifle bro crazy to me so yeah um go go watch some active shooter or no go not i keep saying active shooter. go watch some some mass shooting documentaries and just look at the victims of the it's just it's it's the worst thing man but it's really i think i don't know how you could show that shit to any person who who's all for i want my weapons I don't know how you could make if if they watch sit down and watch any of that stuff. Even in this short film, the "If Anything Happens, I Love You." I don't know how if they watch it. I don't know how after watching it, they could confidently and and firmly and firmly say, "I nah, I want my assault rifle." Thank you. It just doesn't make any sense. I I don't know what uh what kind of person you'd have to be to to to, to feel that way. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry, you know, too passionate. I started coughing, huh? But how could you? How can you? You know, like I'm tearing up right now. Not not because I'm like sad. I'm just I'm so really like it just doesn't make any sense to me. So it's so infuriating. What the f, bro? Crazy. So yeah, that that that's my thoughts on on uh on weapons and 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 gun control in general. It just shouldn't happen. Japan strict gun control i think if i'm not mistaken one of the strictest in the world like nobody owns guns there how many gun deaths do they have like almost zero let's let's see gun deaths japan oh gun deaths in uh by country let's go let's just fucking wikipedia that shit Uh, i know brazil and like and like some south american uh places also have a lot of like it's really high it's really bad there here we go. Look at this. Average firearm related deaths. The United States. What is this? Per. What is this? I don't know by. 
sorry, uh, per 100,000 people. Okay, so per 100,000 people in the United States, it's 12. 12 people per 100,000 are die because of guns. In the Philippines, which is actually right below it, 9, 8.9. This is 2020 data. So for every 100,000 people, 9 people are killed by guns. You know what it is in Japan, in Singapore, and Hong Kong, and Belarus. Oh, wow, Belarus. And Azerbaijan, and South Korea, and the Romania, and the United Kingdom, where I'm pretty sure no one owns guns, it's zero. You, how can you look at these statistics and, and not just be like, that's the solution? It's literally right in front of your face. Yeah, these gun-toting fucking idiots, dude. They're like, you know what? You know, we'll lessen gun death if we can protect ourselves with gun. Dude, look at the numbers. They're, these are the same people, I'm, I'm sure, that think coronavirus is a hoax. The, you know, the anti-maskers, the Karens of the world. It's the same people, man. They're just, they're so caught up in their own selves. You know, it's all about me, me, me. What about other people? What about the kids at Sandy Hook, bro? Zero. I will take zero over nine any day. Zero over 12 any day. Yeah, there's always that, uh, that there's one analogy. Is that analogy? I don't know if that's the right term. But if you were going to eat 10,000 M&Ms, uh, but I said 12 of these M&Ms will kill you. Would you take the risk of eating one? Fuck that, right? Play your life, right? As they say in video, play your life. No way. No way am I eating a single M&M. It's so stupid, bro. All right, I'm done. I'm done time. Let's talk about more. Let's 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 talk about stuff that isn't about guns. Uh, what else did I have prepared for you? I have, oh, you know what? I bought some over the weekend. I bought some bobby pins. So I went to Google bobby pins because Rika and I were talking about it the, yesterday. And I put, because I, I, I've been using bobby pins to put up the sides of my hair. Because I made my, it's, it's long enough to kind of be annoying, but not long enough to tie up by itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Holy shit. So she's like, in the elevator, she's like, yeah, there's no, there's no, all the bobby pins are shiny. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I couldn't find a dark bobby pin that blends with my hair. Like, it's always going to show up as shiny. So I Googled, why are bobby pins so shiny? And nothing came up. I don't, I, I, I feel like it's a legitimate question. No one else has Googled that? No one has been like, uh, why are bobby pins extra shiny? I mean, I feel like somebody in the history of Google must have written an article about it, but I couldn't find anything. But I did see something saying, why are bobby pins called bobby pins? So let's go look that up. Hold on. I have it not saved, but I have to. I have to Google it. Give me a few seconds. I feel like this is where, uh, you know, the, the Spotify statistics do tell me when people drop off. And, you know, it always seems to be towards the end. I think that's because I kind of run out of shit to say. So please forgive me. I, I have to try to be more organized. But here we go. Why are bobby pins named that way? So, just so you know, so you learn something new. Uh, ba, ba, ba. 
The bobby pin was invented by Luis Marcus, a San Francisco-based cosmetics manufacturer after World War I. Oh, really? World War I? That's like early 1900s, right? 1910, 1907? Wait, what's that movie that I really liked that that lost to Parasite, but I really liked it? 19... I forgot the movie. Good movie. Really? No way that... I feel like... Weren't they using bobby pins when Queen Elizabeth... No, no, like Queen whatever. The Queens before this Queen. the Basically, the old shit. You know, the 1700s. Weren't they using that? I'm surprising. Surprising. So this guy originally sold two handmade bobby pins for 35 cents. Although Marcus thought about naming the pin after himself... He named them Bobby after the bobbed hairstyle. Oh. Could you imagine if it was made only now? What are the what are the what are the hairs? What are the hairstyles now? The just got out of bed looks. So the Bettys, that's what they would call them. The Bettys. Or the, the cornrows, right? Cornrows, which I used to think were, were corn rolls. Corn rolls. <laughs> The cornies, cornies. So there was a style. I don't know if it's still, well. No, you have bobs in your hair. So, bobbies. That's why they're named. What a why? Why? Why would he? Not, I mean, I get it. It's more. I guess it's more catchy. But if if I made something that I felt like would become something that everyone in the world would use, I would name that shit after myself, man. Hell yeah, I would. That's your legacy right there. I mean, how many of you have heard of Luis Marcus? Nobody, except unless you are a bobby pin aficionado. You've never heard of that name. Until right now on this podcast. So if you have... That's just word of advice for me. If you have something that can change the world. Not, not, I mean, not like, you know, change the world. I don't mean going up to space or anything. I'm just saying something that will be used by millions. Literally millions of people. Billions. Sorry, I'm, I got to say billions. I feel like there's billions of people who use bobby pins. Because it's, it's more, you know, how, how many of the population is women in the world? Like 50-something percent? 55? 60? I mean, you're telling me... These women will never ever touch a bobby pin in their life. Could you imagine? You should have just called it a Marcus pin or a Luis pin. I don't know. An LM pin. Luis Marcus. At least we would remember. No one knows who Luis Marcus is except for now you guys, you and me. You just, it's just us, us 10 here. You know, me and, our, and my nine listeners <laughs> now know who he is. You got to name that shit after yourself, man. You have to. I, I mean, I don't know how real if this is the right answer, but it's on Wikipedia as well. But it is also Luis Marcus on LA Times, invented bobby pins. Uh, I wonder if he, like, is he rich? I mean, was he rich before he, he, he died? Oh, he died at the age of 102 in 1990. Okay. So he was born in 1888. Tama. Oh, yeah, my math is good. 1888. No, no, sorry. Nine, yeah, Tama. 1888 plus 102, 1990. I mean, he must have been hella rich, right? Let's see. Let's see. Let's just Google his net worth. Luis Marcus net worth. It doesn't say, but he's got to be a millionaire. You invent bobby pins, you become a millionaire. I'm sure the people who invented combs are well off. Their families are set for generations. People who have invented slippers and shoes and socks, anything that you use in everyday life. I mean, even if you go past the basic 
like the accessories. What are the accessories that you use? Who invented what would you use in your hair hair bands? Hair clips. The little jewelry shit that you put in your like your eyebrows. I see girls wear that sometimes. Those people must be loaded. Loaded with money. So I'm sure he he did well for himself. But you have you missed the opportunity to name it the Marcus Pin and be remembered forever. Now everyone thinks it's named made by a guy named Bobby. Hmm. 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 Shout out to you, Bobby. Okay, so that's what I uh, see. This podcast I told you is about. It's about my life, man. Really, there's nothing else that it's about. But you did learn something new. That's my promise to you, right at the start of every episode. I promise you. Uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, I saw it because my co-DJ Hazel, who is infamous, yes, infamous, for always being uh, late to work. <laughs> it's kind of a running joke on the morning rush. But she posted an article that I found very interesting. It's posted by Inc. or Inc.com, not Iglesia, okay? Like, I think it's like a business slash, you know, uh, business practice kind of... I think it's a magazine, actually. But their website, the world's most successful people don't actually start work at 4 a.m. They work and work whenever the heck they decide. Um, I mean, that that because, you know, you always hear the early bird gets the worm. And you've seen these, these documentaries and, and people who say, you know, I woke up at 3 a.m. every day to start my day and I went to the gym and then I went to my business and then I made love to my wife and then I I went to play with my kids. I don't know why I'm making that voice. Um, so let's read a little bit about this. Mm-mm-mm. Apple CEO Tim Cook starts his morning. Re- is this a recent article? She tweeted it. So I don't know how new this is. It could be an old article. December. Wait, no. Is it this one? It might be from December of 2018. It could be. I... Don't know why that date would be on here otherwise. But Apple CEO Tim Cook starts his morning routine, morning routine, not just his morning, his routine at 3.45 a.m. General Motors CEO Mary Barra gets to the office by 6 a.m. Best-selling author Dan Brown gets up at 4 a.m. Clearly waking up work early works for them, but not for everyone. I'm just reading this verbatim. As Adam Grant says, the world's most successful people aren't worried about what time others wake up. They wake and work on the schedule that worked for them. Well, well, that makes sense to me. I've never been a morning person. I'm sure a lot of you are. Are a lot of you morning people? You know, at one point in my life, I was convinced that I would never become a morning person, but I think I pulled it off before. I was waking up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym, and then I went go to work because I hated, I hated, I hated going to the gym after work. And I, I hated going before work at 4 in the morning, but after about a month, I did it for about a month. or No, I did it for like two or three months. There is a, a very cool and cathartic feeling about waking up that early and going to the gym when no one's there. This was a 24-hour gym as well. Um, it really is. There's a different feeling. And I think anyone who's ever done that, not just maybe go to the gym, but waking up at 4 a.m. before anyone, like, while the world is asleep. That's, the say, that's what they say. While the world was asleep. It is a... Uh, there's something peaceful about it, and I could, I could, I could see why people, why it's appealing, 
Maybe you get more th- shit done because your thoughts are clearer when there's not that much noise, traffic, and whatever else creates noise in your world. But this article says most people choose to get up early do so because they can take advantage of a few hours of solitude. There we go. See? I didn't even read that part yet, and I already I already knew where this article was going, dude. Um, fewer interruptions, fewer emails. But if you decide to start your workday at later time, I'm just uh, paraphrasing now. When you when you when you start working doesn't really matter. It's when you stop work. Also, when you stop working doesn't matter. What matters here, I guess here's the here's the key takeaway. What matters is what you accomplish during the hours you work, and that means making an intentional decision about what time you get up and what time. You start work. Don't get up at a certain time just because someone else does. Tim Cook, for example. Don't start work at a certain time just because Sally Krawcheck does. Who's that? I'm guessing someone very successful. Maybe she invented the Sally pins. Nope. She probably named it something else, right? Um, <laughs> figure out what works best for you. Success has nothing to do with what time you start or what time you finish. Success is all about what you can't, what you accomplish. And... You know, that, that is basically common sense. That's why to me, that's why to me, I do not understand the 9 to 5 work week. That shit is instilled in, it's like all over the world, right? It's not just an American thing like, you know, the American dream, work the 9 to 5. I don't know why I keep doing that accent. Work the 9 to 5. Like, why is that such a thing? Who came up with that idea? Probably Jeff Bezos, right? Everyone hates Jeff Bezos. Let's just blame it on him. <laughs> that rich, you know. Every time I see people hating on Jeff Bezos, then I get I get the hate, right? He's kind of an asshole. I just look. The numbers are so staggering. Like somebody said, if you earn a hundred thousand dollars, I forgot the exact number, but if you earn a hundred thousand dollars and then you double your your salary every ten years, you'll still earn. You'll still only earn five percent of what Jeff Bezos makes in a year. Some crazy statistic like that. You know, that's that's just off topic. But who came up with nine to five? And I know there are graveyard shifts. JC, we know there are graveyard shifts. We know there are midday shifts. But could you imagine if you could start your day at the time that you felt would be the, the time you could, as this article says, it's all about the quality of your work, not the weight. Well, the quality and quantity, I guess, matter, but... Basically, the times when you feel like you could deliver your best performance. If the world worked like that, you know, if the world wasn't so instilled on, like who, uh, I, have a, I, have a, I have a friend on Twitter, he always, always rants about why are there 8 a.m. client meetings? And I get it. And, you know, there are people who thrive at 8 a.m. Like I said, it's more peaceful early in the morning. Let's. If someone said a 6 a.m. meeting, I'm sure there would be a couple perky people. Like, I love that. Let's do it. Let's wake up and have some coffee and smell the flowers and, and do some meeting stuff. But I think most people would be like, fuck. That's fucking early, bro. 6 a.m. But he always rants about it. So it makes me think, what if th- that wasn't like the you know morning meetings were not the standard? I don't know if it's standard because I haven't really been to a morning meeting in a long time. But if someone asked me to join a morning meeting at 9 a.m., I would I would do so much to my chagrin, chagrin, much to my my disappointment. I would be like, nah, fuck. Okay, fine. But most people, I feel like I'm just I'm just generalizing here. I am judging you, most of you. I am making preconceived judgments about all of you. But I feel like most of you 
would rather go to a 2 p.m. meeting. Because I feel like you're more awake. You're more productive. Because what good does going making people who hate waking up, what good does it do getting them to a 9 a.m. meeting and they're not productive? They're just, they're, they hate being there. You know, they'll probably say like, good morning, sir. Uh, yes, sir. The projections for this year are good, blah, blah, blah. I just feel like there wouldn't be any drive behind it. There wouldn't be any passion. It's just, I'm here to do work. I'm not here to do my best work. So it makes sense to me that this article at least makes sense. But what? how do we change that? Is it possible? Will we, uh, will we forever live in the 9 to 5 era? Um, I mean, I think with the advent of the internet and, and freelance work being more accessible and, and, and uh, easy, to, not easy, but easier to... to procure racket I feel like that could change you know the, the typical 9 to 5 you have a 1 hour break a 15 minute break uh, paid break and a 1 hour unpaid break uh, basically they should just say you're going to work for 9 hours and you get paid for 9 hours. they should just split that why you gotta say unpaid lunch break just say 9 hours and then you you divide your your salary by 9 you don't have to. Why do you say? Why why do you have to give me my number in in eight hours and then say you have one hour where it's unpaid? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I'm just nitpicking at this point. So yeah, that's the podcast. I, I um, you know, maybe I should have led with that and then ended with the more passionate. But based on my Spotify data, most of you listen to the first or second quarters of this podcast. So I feel like it was important for me to get it out there as early as possible you know it's pretty much the opposite of sex right you know you don't want it to you want to you don't want to get it all out there at the start you want to you know make it last during intercourse but for this podcast for the people who do tune out halfway through and i know there are some of you i understand i'm not mad at you a little bit i'm a little bit mad at you why are you doing that stop that shit no i'm just kidding um but for those of you who listen to, for the majority of people who listen at least halfway through, I wanted to make my point very clear. Gun control needs to be more strict all over the world. Follow the examples of countries like Japan. Hey, guess which, and, uh, and the UK. Uh, well, I guess I was going to make an example about face masks, but I know it's not, it's not going to be the same. I was going to say, oh, but Japan's doing way better than, let's say, the Philippines. But of course, they're a first world country. So uh, it's it's not really a comparable thing. But, you know, for the most part, Japanese people are doing the right stuff when it comes to stuff, when it comes to other things as well. I, don't, I wouldn't say they're the best example for everything, but they are an example. Public transportation? Yes. Yeah. Public infrastructure or whatever? Yeah. Well done. So yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, listen to Halala Show, mix number 96. It's out now. Uh, let you guys coming out tomorrow. Uh, feel free to follow me on Instagram. I have a podcast Instagram, which I only post screenshots of the titles. Uh, but I will reply to you if you message me there, at least now. As, as the time of this recording, I, I re- I've replied to every single person that has messaged me on there. Uh, you can also follow my personal Instagram. It's also listed in the podcast description of this episode. I will probably not reply to you there because I get a lot of random messages. Some are dick pics. Weird. (laughs) Yep, that does it. Have a great rest of your week. I'll catch you all on Friday. And uh, 
Take care of yourselves. Don't buy any guns. And be good to each other. Boom. Mic drop. I'll catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.